Good evening, you poor souls who have come seeking the familiar. Another horror podcast. But in your naivety, have stumbled across something much, much worse. It, well, no, it's, it's, it's not, it's better than the others, so... Anyway, here to help guide you through the depths of horror is me sister Kirsty and me old mate Jed. It's Dead Reckoning, episode one. Tonight we're going to be talking about Halloween, toys you wouldn't want your children to have, horror TV, and ghost busting on the moon. Join us. Okay, so our first segment is Our Week in Horror. And since it was Halloween this week, well, at the time of taping at least, here's my week in horror. Well, I'll start with something that didn't quite make it into the main event. So a few times now, I've gone to buy an Atmosphere game off eBay. Um, if you don't know what that is, Atmosphere was a horror board game. It was actually an Australian horror board game. And it came with a DVD, or for us, the, the earlier ones, a VHS, um, which has a character on it that leads the game. And every game has a different character, like um, Baron Samady, the zombie, or the gatekeeper. And it's got a timer to track the game increasingly stressful and tense music which builds up all, <laughs> all the way through um and every time the character comes back on makes everyone jump and uh, he, he, the, the character itself gets more and more sort of grotesque and, and angry as the game goes on it's an amazing game they also give so much shit to the oldest person playing <laughs> i remember that answer me old maggot with Nana. I went Nana getting called an old wormy witch. Was Rotten old quite wormy infested. <laughs> <laughs> so my father-in-law basically sounds like Bella Lugosi. And me, me and my wife are always teasing him, like asking him about his native Transylvania and, and that sort of thing. He's a good sport. He's a good sport. Um, but knowing how the game goes, I was really looking forward to watching uh, Dracula fighting with the game monster. Basically, that would have been so good to have him yelling back at him. So that, that was a golden goose for me. Since I was going to play this with my wife and the in-laws, when the kids had gone to bed, I thought, well, I'd better get my head around it and be able to lead the game. So reading the instructions, which start off pretty well, simple, like high-level description of how the game works, which I already know because I've played this, I've played all of them, I think, albeit 30 years ago. Um, reading further, it's the most unnecessarily complicated game ever. It's a fucking horror board game led by a monster. <laughs> doesn't need to be anything but simple and fairly quick. So, Kirsty, you're being way older than me. Do you remember them being that complicated when we played them? No, all I remember was that it kept interrupting. Who's turn is it next? Answer me! That's all I really remember about it. I remember, yeah, the insults, and I remember them them getting, they were, like, rotting as the game went on. So their faces were, like... Well, they seemed pretty straightforward, didn't they? I, don't, I genuinely don't remember what the gameplay was at all. We were too young, maybe. Well, I would have been... 11 or 12. You smell much older. Don't remember the gameplay of Atmosphere at all. I, I had one that was um it was a Star Trek themed one and it was like really hard to play and like every five minutes it'd just be like you do shame onto the Empire and your house. <laughs> 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 like you'd be like you go thinking they go shame to your house and the Empire. I was like God's sake. <laughs> It's a, good, it's a good game when it brings you shame. Prepare for battle. It was like the, it was like the Galron actor from Star Trek, and he's just like staring at you every five minutes. He'd like pop up on the bridge of a bird of prey. He'd be like, you do a disservice to your house. 
Do you remember when you, that, probably the last time you were over at Christmas and we were at Nana's on Boxing Day and we played a game that Nana bought and it was so ridiculously complicated. <laughs> and then you just, you just drew a card which had a nine on it and that meant you won. And that was the <laughs> end. And it was like, what? And, and it was just such a strange I bet game. I was all right with that. Oh, I understand it now. I win, right? You were fine with that. You were absolutely <laughs> fine with that. But it was just such... We just didn't know what to do. And then you picked up a card and was like, this is a nine. And it just went, yeah, you've won. You've won the entire game. <laughs> you've won the game of nines. Because it's not really celebrated here. There's this list that you get. It's a bit odd that there's a list. But anyway, <laughs> there's a list that you get called the trick or treat list or something like that. Uh, there are a few on, uh, hosted on Facebook or this. There's like a local blog here in Canberra. Um, and it shows you where all the houses are that are taking part. Um, but unfortunately, because not many people do, they're pretty few and far between. So you really have to drive to get around more than three of them. During this, driving around, I noticed that there were heaps of people out with kids, which you've never seen before. Big groups of multiple adults, some in costume. Unfortunately, a lot of them were culturally insensitive. Um, <laughs> heap of kids. I soon realized that every other adult in each group had a cooler bag with them and they're just cruising around the streets drinking. Nice. And that's the key to holidays, right? So the <laughs> the holidays people celebrate are the ones where you get drunk, right? So not getting that on Halloween, they don't do it. Easter, absolutely. But it's a, that's the key. St. Patrick's Day. People go nuts. It's just about getting drunk. People drink at Easter. Kirsty's shocked about people drinking at Easter like she's never poured vodka into a chocolate egg. Is that a drinking holiday, is it? <laughs> it is in my house. <laughs> I don't think of Easter as like, oh, yeah. One one for his death, one for his rebirth, one for the end of the world. <laughs> Here's to you, Jesus. <laughs> one house we went to had like 10 uh, big like animatronic decorations, like seven foot tall. There was a dragon, a werewolf. This harbinger, raven, plague doctor-looking thing, dueling banjo skeletons. I don't know what you'd search to get that. Well, that, I guess. Tons of things. <laughs> you worked it out. <laughs> <laughs> I worked it out just by saying it. That's when I realized that I, the list I signed up for wasn't the trick-or-treat trail, but the haunted house list, which shows the locations of, and I quote, Canberra's best haunted houses. So oh. places like this one, where they've gone to the extreme to showcase their Halloween haunted house. Mine was about $10 worth of cobweb and a few plastic spiders smeared across <laughs> the gate and brickwork. It was powerfully lame. So I'm glad I wasn't there to see the disappointment on every visitor's face. <laughs> People driving to your house to see yeah. that as well. They're like, Are you sure this is the right address? What the fuck, Arlene? <laughs> Sorry, kids. Um, so anyway, that was my... Halloween 2023, not amazing, but pretty solid Halloween. And I barely got enraged this year. The only thing <laughs> that made me a little upset, aside from a part um, I didn't mention where I called my wife in a rage because I couldn't <laughs> find a pumpkin, um, was when my son asked me if his Halloween movie, because I said he could watch a Halloween movie before bed, could be The Nightmare Before Christmas. I took a knee, like in a, <laughs> like in a movie or a sitcom, I took a Aww. knee in the middle of a busy shopping center car park to have this very important conversation, to give him this this sage advice. It's a Christmas movie, you idiot. It says it in the title. Don't you ruin another Halloween. <laughs> Just remind everyone how old Finn is. Five. <clears throat> <laughs> Daddy! 
Father of the year, everyone. He's an old five. Listen, you little <laughs> freak. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. I'll kill you. <laughs> Bruce, you, know, you see on like Disney and Netflix says, oh, the Halloween collection. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what's in this Nightmare Before Christmas? Mm. Is it, though? It literally begins on the day yeah, after Halloween. but it's about Christmas. It is, but it, it, the, the first scene What did I just say happened Halloween. when Finn said this, Kirsty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Finn. I'm with Finn on yeah. this one. Just looking on Wikipedia, the film was released on the 29th of October, 1993. So, I mean, it, it was, was released. It. it was released around Halloween, more so than Christmas. Yeah, we saw it in the right. pictures together, movie. Paul, with Dad. We went to watch it. Didn't Dad take <laughs> us to see it on Christmas Eve? It, I hope he did, because uh, that's one of my no, fondest it, memories. It wasn't Christmas Eve, no. Oh. It was just when it came out. Oh, I swear it was Christmas <laughs> Sorry. Eve. Anyway. I remember going watching it in a cinema, and they had the Hellraiser 3, like Hell on Earth poster. And I was like, I want to see that. <laughs> and he went, no, we're going, we're going to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, I want to watch Hellraiser. I was like, no. <laughs> we'll see how you go with Nightmare Before Christmas. And if you're all right, <laughs> we'll think about it. Kirsty, how did you spend your <laughs> Halloween 2023? Did you say me? Sorry, I was coughing. I did say coughing, C-O-F-F-I-N. Ah, no, just, <laughs> just literally been <laughs> off a little week with a cough. Coughing flop. <laughs> Uh, well, I spent Halloween the same way as I always spend it, which is waiting in my house for children to come and knock at the door. <laughs> which is how I spend every night. <laughs> it's how I spend every Tuesday, and this one happens to be Halloween. <laughs> so I had about 30 this year. Really? Which is about right. Yeah, about right. Oh, that's amazing. And that it is every every two minutes. And I, and I think I do go a bit over the top, so I don't just give sweets out. I've also got pin badges i've got uh stationery i've got oh that's why they go to your house You're the sucker. Out. they're basically just robbing uh, yeah. you <laughs> that's fun no they're all really like we i probably got one kid who was like slightly chunky at about 12 and we kind of had like face paint on it was like true or true i was like i appreciate it mate. nice just one for coming out <laughs> give him some cash as well <laughs> I don't care. Even if, if if they're kids that are willing to like knock on someone's door and on a Halloween, even if they're dressed as like typical little hoods with like balaclavas up and stuff like that, I don't care. It's like, yay, Halloween. So I had about 30. We had, um, we had like two and I lied on a list. That's insane. <laughs> 30. It was raining as well. It was like a, it was a rainy night, so oh, I thought don't it might it have. It was a glorious day. Yeah, told them. I thought they might have been like, "Oh, I'm not going out." Like, but like, there's quite a, there's quite a lot of people on the on the street with kids. <laughs> they only went to your house and then they just went straight home again. <laughs> That's quite possible. But we only need to go to that one lady's house. She doesn't just give you one. She has a big handful and <laughs> badges and all sorts of things and temporary tattoos. <laughs> a lot of those have formaldehyde in them, you know. Yeah, it's fine. I love my kids. Where's oh, Halloween? <laughs> it's Halloween. Ooh, scary, <laughs> a scary trip to the to the doctor. They use this. Is <laughs> nothing. <laughs> on course. Nothing more spooky than a trip to the doctors <laughs> when you don't know what's poisoned you. What could it be? <laughs> razor blades in the. In the... I, didn't, I didn't go that far. <laughs> razor blade, the old razor blade in the apple. <laughs> Quite easily traceable. <laughs> and then I just watched. Um, do you know what? I spent so long trying to choose a film, and in the end, I just watched a couple of episodes of American Horror Story: The uh, Murder House that yeah, I've started rewatching. Good choice. Because I couldn't choose a film because it's spooky enough, 
and it's like you watch two of those episodes that's like two hours but same halloween as every year to be honest well i just prefer to be in the house for the trick-or-treaters you know and then when they dry up and they, they kind of stop coming i don't know it's like do i go out at this stage do you know what i mean it's like um what if what if i go out and lock like turn off all the lights everything and then there's one little five-year-old trudling down the street <laughs> You had you had too long a nap and woke up too late and now it's nine o'clock and it's like, oh, the lady's house is closed. It's closed for Halloween. It's like a Halloween tiny Tim. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. They need to learn a valuable life lesson that they can't always get what they want. <laughs> oh, what a perfect segue into yours, Jed. How do you spend your Halloween? Disappointing the children? <laughs> Um, actually not. Um, Laura had two of her nieces round, so we were watching um, we were, during the day because we were both off work. We were watching um, some Disney like live like hocus pocus reunion thing. We had like a bunch of the a bunch of the cast together on the stage, and it was like Doug Jones, and then the uh, Doug Jones was like the compare, and then they had like a bunch of um, they had like a bunch of like old cast members. Where it's like ones that like you haven't seen for ages, like the two goons from Mocus Pocus who were like hung in the cages by the Winifreds. It was it's, it's, what are they called the what are the sisters called in Hocus Pocus now. Yeah, it's the Winifred like the, sisters, isn't it? Is it the Winifred sisters? Um, uh, I'll tell you what, the right name will be in this one. Winifred here, Mary Sanderson sisters. <laughs> yeah, the Sanderson, Sanderson sisters. <clears throat> and they were um. It had like the two goons, and then they had like a bunch of them. But then it had like random people would come on stage and like sing the things. Like Laura's nieces just absolutely loved it. So I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the spirit of Halloween here." So, I was like, <laughs> so you had a real like cabaret Halloween. Yeah, a little bit. But, a Broadway um, call Halloween. It wasn't like our estate didn't really have any. Uh, it was like just a bunch of like old people bungalows and stuff. So I don't think like any anybody was really sort of into like going around and having any uh, have any candy. <laughs> Trick or treat. Oh, there's another one gone. <laughs> it's happened again. Giving out like disposable vapes and skins. <laughs> <laughs> Colors of the rainbow here, mate. <laughs> no, but then I uh, put the dog on a walk at night and like all around a load of the houses had like spooky decorations up, which is pretty cool. Like spider, like people like made like spider webs from the roof of the house, like down to the down to like the front garden with like bits of rope and stuff one one place like around the corner i'd like loads of inflatable ghosts and then it had like loads of different um loads of different <laughs> it had like loads of like passively aggressive like um what's the name like gravestones like um it did it had passive aggressive gravestones and it was like um but they, i think they were handmade because it was like um R.I.P. the Tory government and it goes they oh, ruined no. this country <laughs> and I <I'm> like <laughs> and like Margaret and I had Margaret Thatcher ding dong the witch is dead that's like and I think that's where the local <laughs> trade union rep where lives in that like, <laughs> and they're like walk past and he goes what's that he goes that's my skeleton off a scar girl <laughs> But no, there was like, there's that, and I took the dog on a walk, and he's in a little jumper that has like a, a bunch of ghosts on it, and they say boom. And he had like oh, a little, wow. little collar that lighted up, and that, and then got home and uh, been watching. Like, we we always tend to watch like spooky, spooky series anyway, so it's never really like a change in much day of the year. But we've started to watch this uh, new series called Burning Girls from, um, 
from Apple TV with with um, what's the name Samantha Morton, and it's probably one of the scariest like TV series that I've watched in in years. It's just like absolutely terrifying. Oh, good. I, I was after a recommendation because I I watched um, was it Haunting of Hill House? Is that what it was called? Oh, yeah. the TV when the TV series that yeah. was awesome, and then um, I really yeah. enjoyed that. But then we started watching. Uh, what's the new one? Fall of the House of Usher. That's it. Fall of the House of Usher. And I was watching it, and it started off okay. But then I think it was a third episode I didn't watch. And I spoke to Kath afterwards, and I said, oh, what happened with that guy? How did he die? And she went, oh, the cat knocked him out the window. <laughs> right. All of the titles, the episodes, like, literally tell you how they're going to die as well. And it's just like, oh, I get it, yeah. Mike Flanagan, who, made, who makes them shows, like, his shows become a little bit too... A little bit too weird. Like the one he had recently before that was Midnight Mass. And it's like the whole premise of the show is that this like senile priest like goes to the Holy Land and ends up coming back with a vampire that he thinks is like an angel. I know they're like living in like the middle of nowhere, Maine, but like has this guy never seen a vampire? He just like the guy, <laughs> the old priest like literally brought back Nosferatu to his island and he's like, I've found an angel and this angel is going to give us eternal life. And it's just like, that is, that is literally, if you, if you had to ask a child what stuff are after, they would literally just draw that. that. Draw, it's just draw like, a vampire. It's just like the most vampire-looking vampire that ever vampired. And it's just like, it slowly turns the entire village into, well, I don't, I don't get the logic around the, the vampires in Midnight Mass either. It's like, if the vampires turn everyone into a vampire, who are the vampires going to eat off? And it's just like... <laughs> But this, like, this one vampire was just like, everyone's going to be a vampire. It's like, yes, everyone's a vampire now. It's like, that's not how vampires work. Like, if everyone's a vampire, like, what are the vampires going to eat? There's going to be, like, one human in, like, a drawer with, like, a tube. Like, everyone just, like, gets, like, a, gla a glass, fills up a flask and then goes back to bed. Not exactly the afterlife I want if I was a vampire. <laughs> Yeah, but um, just going back to the um, Burning Girls, it's an Apple TV series that came out recently. It's only like a short series of a few episodes, but it, it's probably one of the, the creepiest things that I've seen. It's like the Wicker Man crossed with um, like Midsummer Murders. It's like a proper like creepy Sussex town that's just like just everything about it's just not right at all. The minute it starts is just like every every two seconds they're just like. Not a jump scare, but you just like the like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you just like, oh, that's a bit weird. You just like don't we would just like watching it like don't go in the basement. Why would you do that if you've just seen a ghost in a graveyard? Why would you think I know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna go and clean the basement. No, you don't go in the basement. You stay upstairs with the lights on. I'm gonna investigate that noise out by the old shit. I'll be right back. <laughs> that, that, is, that is literally what she does. Like, literally, there's, like, in, in one of the first scenes, she's a girl covered in blood. And then, like, the, the priest, like, goes outside of, the, like, the vicarage. But, like, uh, like Samantha Morton plays this vicar who's been sent to this village because the other priest has died. And then she's out there having a fag outside the vicarage. And then she sees a light on in the church. And she's just like, oh, best get me church. Guess best get me torch and go and investigate this spooky light in the church. And she's like, why would you do that? <laughs> But she's just like this no-nonsense priest as well. She's just like, yeah, fuck all you villagers. I'm going to do it my own way. She's like, that's not how you do it. This isn't Vicar of Dibley. <laughs> He's going to get eaten alive. It's that inquisitive, investigative nature that got us to the moon, Jed. There's no ghost on the moon, though, is there? 
Neil Armstrong there with his proton pack, like, come on, let's get them ghost. <laughs> There's actually a new uh, Ghostbusters film coming out next year, which looks pretty good. Yeah, Fro- I saw that. It's called, like, Frozen Kingdom or something. But the thing is, though, like, I don't get that, like, in the in the most recent Ghostbusters film, like, Ghostbusters Afterlife, like, there's a whole thing where, like, people still don't believe in the fucking Ghostbusters. It's, like, literally <laughs> on New Year's Eve in the 80s, the Statue of Liberty, like, walked off the island <laughs> and, like, straight down a road. And, like, it was, like, outside of a museum, and, like, a giant marshmallow man was, like, in the street. It's, like, does everybody, the, the ghosts cause amnesia in the Ghostbusters universe? Like, how do people not believe them? Still. So that, that guy who played... Uh, Vigo, uh, Vigo the Carpathian, Norbert Group, I think his name is, or or something like that. So he was um, like a professional. He was like a, a wrestler. He was a boxer. Um, he was a fucking horrible man. If you read about him, he was like a super nasty guy. And he, I think his his sister. I don't know if it's his his sister or his, his half sister or something like that. He absolutely tormented her a hoppy's whole life. And then <clears throat> I think it was the, I don't know if it was a day or the day before he died or just before he died, she saw him like stood outside her home or a work or something. And he was just sort of smiling weirdly at her. He was a real horrible guy. We should read about him. We should do a thing on him. My friend is obsessed with Ghostbusters. And when he had, when his son was born, he put like a, he put like a, a poster of that painting above the crib. And like dress the baby <laughs> in the in the like the the, uh, the onesie with like the striped onesie, and he was like, <laughs> he's like maybe this is a bit too much. So I was like, that's he saw his chance and he did it. <laughs> <laughs> True story, son. He really was a monster, and he really is dead. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Finn saw the Ghostbusters. I can't remember it was on TV, and then. Um, in the same charity shop I got uh, Khufu the Mummy, they had a Ghostbusters car. It wasn't the Ghostbusters car, which... Ah, uh, the XO one. So when you when you went to watch Michael Jackson Thriller, and I was like, I'm going to go and watch Michael Jackson Thriller. And my parents were like, no, you get this instead. <laughs> <laughs> Gave me this like plastic <laughs> Ghostbusters car, pat on the head, stay at your grandma's. I was like, oh. It was from that, it was probably from that weird, like... At the time the Ghostbusters came out, like there was an animation studio called like Filmation or something that also owned the rights to the word Ghostbusters. And they had like <laughs> a knockoff Ghostbusters cartoon that was like all over the TV and they had like an ape and they had like a, a robot. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I remember the they ape. Like, they were like the Ghostbusters and it was like, it was, it was literally yeah. like a really rubbish cartoon that you'd get on like multiple packs of VHS that were together of like loads of different animations and it was just like the Ghostbusters and it was like one of them ones where it's like a, it was a, it was an all it was like an all it was like um the early form of like when you see these DVDs on shelves in like rubbish stores and like pound shops and that where it's like they have like close to the title but it's not really they have like Atlantic <laughs> Rim. But it's just like a, a made on the budget of like five hundred pounds, and it's and it all like knockoff DVDs. But that was like the earliest ones, like the Ghostbusters by Filmation, like Filmation, and they always had like knockoff things. Are you guys the Ghostbusters? That's we, us. That's why the the cartoon of the Ghostbusters was called the real Ghostbusters. That's yeah, why it was, it was called because yeah. they didn't have the permission to release something called the Ghostbusters, which was. 
they, so it was the real Ghostbusters, and everyone's like, "What? Why is it called that? Why don't they just call it Ghostbusters?" Like, because the actual Ghostbusters is this weird mock mock. They call them um, mockbusters. Just just looking at a photo now, the Ghostbusters, the nineteen eighty six TV series, it's got like an, a gorilla in like a trilby hat, and they like ride around in like in like an old Ford car from like the turn of the century. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the weirdest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, and they have like they That's have a so pig, and they have like a bat who's like a little like he's like a great kazoo, you know, from the Flintstones. <laughs> like they have a, a pink bat who's kind of like a knockoff bat. But the the the, the ape's got a camera around his neck, and he's wearing khaki shorts. It's just like <laughs> it's just the best thing ever. Filmations, <laughs> Ghostbusters, has to be the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Bring it back, bring it back. <laughs> That's definitely what your grandma would bring back from the shop when you like Ghostbusters. Like, what the yeah. fuck is this? Why is this there is an what you head? asked for. This is not what I asked for. I want the real Ghostbusters. This is a low sugar version. <laughs> but even the toys were terrifying. You had the grandma where her jaw comes out. Yeah, yeah, that and a toilet that when you open the lid was just hundreds of teeth. <laughs> so I was saying to Kathy, I'll get him some of the old Ghostbusters toys and she's like, if that was something that was in the UK, you should probably look at it first because every cartoon that came out of the UK was terrifying. <laughs> I remember when we we talked about the farthing. Remember the animals of farthing wood curse? Yeah, that was that was just the real life of animals that should never have been made. Oh, I used to love that. It's like oh, animals die. Animals get killed in every single episode. The animals die. Like something dies. It's like the Game of Thrones of animal animation. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's just you know someone's gonna die in that episode. Like, who exactly is it gonna be? Is it gonna be the hedgehog today? Is it gonna be the fox? Like, who's it gonna I mean, be? When Kath told me about it, I was like, oh, it's, it's not like um, Watership Down or anything. Like, it was. I'm an animal lover. I used to love watching that. She's about the animals living in the wood, and she's like, look at this. And it was like a bored <laughs> panda thing or something. And it was like, look at these nuts TV shows from the UK for kids. And it was the synopsis of, of every episode. And it was like, you know, snake poisons weasel and, you know, bird goes on a killing rampage and, and wipes out half the mice. I'm like, oh, my God, it's horrific. One of the worst parts of the Animals of Farthing Wood is always stuck with me is like there's an episode where like one of the characters is a kestrel and then the kestrel goes off on her own because she can fly while they're like obviously trying to make the way to the wildlife preserve and then you just see like this mouse and it's like the male mouse of this like pair of mice and like he, he goes over a hill and sees like the kestrel like ripping apart his wife and he's like oh my god what have you done to my lovely wife and like the kestrel's just got like blood around her beak and she goes you cannot cry for this is the way of nature <laughs> she's like what? Kids are going to love this. Hell, that's my wife! <laughs> no, 90s TV was insane. There's like, I had trauma from, it was an old, before his, um, before his like, Queer as Folk, Doctor Who days, Russell T. Davis made a TV series with like, Kate Winslet as like, a radical, like, rollerblader. And it's just one of the most terrifying pieces of drama that was ever put to children's TV. There's like, a whole thing where there's this like, like albino, like German looking like person yeah, in like I a remember crew court with glasses. And they were always being chased. Up. Yeah, and it, it turns out that there's this like ancient computer underneath the school and like at the end, like they come up out of the out of the gym floor in like this like terrible machine, like called like the Leviathan machine. It's just like all like creepy like 
creepy like um electro music like <laughs> it's like i was like what is happening here yes tv i did behind the covers a lot of the tv shows from like the 90s and especially are like just really bizarre like the demon headmaster that's basically they live for kids this is like what's <laughs> going on here i've been watching yellow jackets have you seen yellow jackets yeah i no. love that show it's a great show so it's I, I don't know whether you would call it horror i do because yeah it's definitely horror but it's like there you go confirmed uh, yeah i got it i got into that because i watched a film called the invitation um, yeah and there's two films called the invitation and one is awful a terrible <laughs> shitty vampire film that's the first one i watched because i thought that was the one i was recommended and i watched yeah. that and i was like who the f- why has someone recommended this garbage to me and then i realized there's another the invitation and which the, is good um, yeah. which is very good and the, the director writer of that i just was looking her up and it said oh she's doing this show called yellow jackets and it's got it's got all proper your, your throwback 90s actresses in it like christina ricci and um who else is in it like loads loads of every every time one of them pops up you're like ah you're in it juliette lewis is in it and it's it's like it's set exactly in my time period so they're 16 in 1996 and so was i so when they flash forward, they're like 43, 42. So I was like, oh, I'm enjoying this. The music's great in it. And uh, it's very creepy. And yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And I'm just waiting now for season three. It's like Alive meets uh, like girls soccer. Yeah, I desperately wanted to watch Alive after watching it. I watched two series of that and I was like, more cannibalism, more cannibalism. <laughs> and then I tried to find Alive and it's nowhere to be found. Like, it's not on any streaming platform or anything, so I don't know why, but... Uh, yeah, the movie with... Uh, is Ethan Hawke in it? Yeah, this yeah. is basically um, Alive crossed with um, Lord of the Flies. But girls. <laughs> <laughs> when I watched the most recent series, The Yellow Jackets, we went by, I wanted to watch uh, Heavenly Creatures because it's like one of Peter Jackson's like earlier films with... Yeah. Um, one of the main characters, uh, Melly, Melanie uh, Linsky, who's in Yellow Jackets, like one of the older one of the older girls, and she's in Heavenly Creatures with um, with uh, Kate Winslet, and that's like a really good, like sort of uh, psychological, like thriller, sort of teen angst type thing about a real like murder case, and it's just that's nowhere to be found on streaming either. It's just like it's nowhere. I was literally trying to watch that yesterday. I just yesterday thought, oh, fancy watching Heavenly Creatures, nowhere to be found. So frustrating. That's like when you get nostalgia for something and you go, oh, this was so amazing. I remember this. And then it, it, it arrives from eBay three weeks later. And it's like, oh, no, it's garbage. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember them being this bad. See, I'm associating this with a time in my life when I was young and happy and carefree. But those days are gone. <laughs> it's not this. It's not those media products that's good. It was my life that was good, and now it's not anymore. <laughs> Damn it! It's over, little nuggets. You have lost. This is the end of my game, but just the beginning of your nightmare. <laughs>